Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. Hello, and good morning. Welcome into our daily spiritual practice of tarot with my lovely cat, Belle, this morning deciding she needs to have some playtime just as I begin. I wish you were here. Um, obviously, that's the energy of the podcast. If you've been around a while, that I imagine you just at my door showing up. It's you know, 8 a.m. and I've got coffee on, I've got tea on, whatever you like. And uh, we sit down and, you know, we laugh at Belle and we pull some cards and, and we talk about life and we laugh and we, uh, we might cry because that tends to be an energy around me sometimes. And um, I'm just glad you're here. I'm just so glad I can welcome you into my home. And do this kind of self-returning work and and it, at the same time just let my life be around me um i'm just thinking about bell running and all the scratching sounds on the floor you might be hearing and how once upon a time that would drive me into um frustration and it would drive me into trying to change that trying to change that. And one of my goals moving forward in my business, and this has been for a while now, um, is one, I work from home and I needed to just let things be what they are. I thought more real is better. More real is better. This is really life. And uh, now my cat's decided to talk to me. Um, she's in that mood. If you have a cat, you know, this mood that she's in right now, um, of playing and, and meowing at me. And now she's right here going, who are you talking to? That's, that's not me. (laughs) What would we do without pets? I always, um, I really missed when I didn't have a pet there for quite a few years. Um, still good life, obviously, (laughs) but pets do add a little something to our existence uh, and our time together. (laughs) Oh, the cat. But yeah, you know, I think one of the, one of the key things, uh, especially with um, overgivers and self-sacrificers and people pleasers, and let's say it, perfectionists, right? That so much of that is, mm, I'm getting a little choked up. So much of that is about looking at the world around us and in our head, constantly wishing for things to be different. And then sometimes, often trying to take action for it to be so and getting frustrated and getting angry, you know, and getting bitter about things. Um... I remember when something in my head shifted and I was looking around. I was in a public place with my my guy and in my head I was thinking, you know, I should be thinner because that's a big story in my head. 
he needs to hold my hand. You know, they should have put that over there. And we, these, this happens so quickly inside our head that we sometimes don't even notice that though that's our train of thought in the moment. You know, we're kind of just like visiting and doing things. We're sitting and trying to listen to somebody and our head is doing this. And I used to drive myself nuts because at home I would then try to act it out. You know, if I thought I needed this podcast to be perfect, I'd have to wrangle the cat and lock her in a room or lock me in a room. And I'd have to make sure everything's quiet, which is impossible in an apartment building sometimes. And um, that would frustrate me. And then it would make me feel bad or make me feel guilty for, you know, treating my cat that way. And then I'd jump on my podcast in an angry mood. So then I would have to mask that mood, you know, if things had to be perfect. And all of that energy now, I don't have to spend. <laughs> I don't have to make myself those things because I chose to try to change reality. Um, and that moment I was talking about where I was looking around and I finally realized this thought pattern I was having. I think I've shared on this before, but all of a sudden I was like, everything in this moment is as it should be and is as it is. And there's no changing it. And I'm not supposed to be changing it. My weight in this moment can't change, won't change, not supposed to change. You know, my person's behavior can't. What other people thinking can't. Where things are in this room can't. Everything is exactly how it should be. And I exhaled all of that stream of thought. And I was like, okay, everything's as it should be in this moment. You know, and I, my whole body went through a transformation in that moment. I swear. I didn't know the kind of rigidity my whole body had been holding until I let go of all of those thoughts. And I'd never done that before. I'd never caught myself in such a stream of everything around me, like the judgment of everything around me and how everything around me was impacting me and how it should be different or should change or I should I'd never just exhaled it all and totally accepted reality as it was in that very second and that whatever it was, it was exactly as it should be. And yeah, my whole body, like my shoulders, my heart relaxed, my whole body relaxed and um, my experience of that event after that was so good, so good. And um, let's get in the cars because we are really talking about um, that stream of consciousness or that unconscious part of us, the ones we actually cannot see, um, and trying to make them come to light and um, trying to fix them. So we have the moon card in our self-abandoned today, and we have the king of pentacles in our self returning. So the moon card is this card that, you know, it talks about the duality of what is within us, 
right? What is unseen within us, right? We have our conscious and we have our unconscious. And a lot of people are trying to work on what is unconscious. And that's really difficult work by ourselves. It's really difficult work if we're trying to do it inside our own heads, right? Um, One of the things I tell my clients who want to work through something together, not just get a tarot reading, but actually come to me with something to work through is I make them write down some of their answers to things as it comes up. Um, whatever came up in their head, even if it was for a split second, uh, because our unconscious is, I think always kind of peeking through, but our mind layers all of these things on top of it. So we can't see what's going on. And when it's written out in front of us, it's really hard to deny, to deny it's there. And, um, of course, having a good mirror, having someone who knows you well, um, is also a really great, um, person to do that. Now, because this is in self-abandon, right? This energy of looking within, looking at what's below, um, seeing all those patterns. My analogy today would be trying to always, um, not always, let me rewind and rephrase that. My intuition said, nope not on the right track there. We're, we're focusing too much on what's within us. And oh my goodness, I don't like saying that. Okay. Cause we, we absolutely need to focus on what's within us, um, as a point of growth. But if you've been growing for some time, sometimes the work is to stop and focus on what's real. And that's, you might notice if you follow me online, that some of my themes are starting to move towards that. Because we do need those phases where we're in deep self-relationship, where we're going deep within us. And then we need the time where we're being with reality and enjoying reality. And I've been the person and I've been told, I've been the person who always makes things about the deeper issues. I'm always making things about the trauma or the the deep belief system we might hold or what's in our unconscious and and. While I've accepted that I have an intensity that's really good at going there, I also had to hold that I was missing a lot of being with reality and being with the goodness and being with what is um, tangible and touchable in everyday life that, that is enjoyable and good. And that's really the King of Pentacles, right? The, he, the King of Pentacles has surrounded themselves with the abundance and the goodness of life itself. You know, when you look around you right now, where's the goodness, right? My goodness, I have my cat. I've got my hot coffee. You know, my computer's waiting for me. 
with my manuscript next to it. Um, I have beautiful people and new friends here that I reach out to um, who will come visit and who I go for coffee with. Um, I have a wonderful man whom I love, um, who loves me well. And all of those things before I wouldn't be able to focus on because I was so focused on going deep within myself and going deep within others. And so I think there's a little bit in the moon today in self-abandon that says maybe today's a good day to take a break from trying to get underneath the mask of everything to see what is in the darkness and see what's in the shadow. And again, my goodness, I love shadow work so much. I love it so much. Um, the point isn't to shame the part of you that loves to do that. You know, when somebody told me about this intensity and how they really didn't like it, I felt a lot of shame. This was someone close to me. And uh, I thought I needed to, to stop being that. And over time, thankfully, I realized one, a small part of that was a reflection of the other person who really didn't want to go there. So part of it was that, you know, the depths that I'm willing to go on the day to day, I had to accept that other people don't want to, don't have capacity to. And the more that I instigate those conversations, the more they slowly want to step away from me because they don't have capacity for it. Or it's not even that they don't. It's that they want to enjoy real life more, right? And that that's not wrong. I had to, you know, we all have to come to the point where we realize, you know, what other people want isn't wrong. It's just what they want, right? And what we want isn't wrong. It's just what we want. And so I had to kind of go through this messy, long few months of shutting down that side of myself and then coming back into that side of myself. I started, you know, adjusting my behavior with this person who said that they didn't enjoy that. And I had to get to a point where I accepted that as less of a reflection of who I was and more of a reflection of their boundaries. It had a lot to teach me. It's definitely continued to be a theme in my life that maybe this enjoyment I have is appropriate in some spaces, but that I'm also missing out. I'm missing out on enjoying real life enjoying what's around me, being um, a protector of all of the beauty in my life that that lies on the surface of life. And uh, I think it's it's a big theme. And when I think about relationships, I think about us um, trying to go deeply into the person we love or the people we love um, or the people we're dating or interested in. 
and we're trying to figure out who they are deep down, right? We're trying to learn their trauma and their patterns. We want to learn um, who's, you know, all this deep stuff that's unconscious to them. And, and I feel like I'm saying that word strange today, unconscious. Hmm. I keep saying conscience instead of conscious. Hmm. Oh, well, <laughs> except what it is, except what it is, right? And so, um, as I was saying before, I got distracted by that word. Um, I, I used to do this, you know, I wanted to go deeply into everybody. And I wanted the, to just like rip off their masks and, and see their motivations. It's very Scorpio energy. Scorpio is about wanting to do the trauma work, the shadow work, wanting to do the, um, that, that sort of thing. Um, now the moon card is Pisces energy and how this relates is, is also that, you know, Pisces can be that person who sheds, um, when, when they are in enlightenment, when they are in their most, like their biggest growth, they shed their whole identity. Like they have an identity, they have a personality, but they're very like, even that's not me. Like they have this beautiful, um, way of getting to the true self and the consciousness self and the consciousness self doesn't have an identity or a personality. It doesn't. When you think about the part of your brain that observes yourself, like, Oh, I'm observing. I'm on this podcast. That part of me doesn't seem to have a personality. It's just awareness and Pisces energy in its evolution, its highest form of evolution, completely sheds identity and personality, not as it walks through the world. You know, we're supposed to have an identity and a personality. It's just they so understand that we construct that, that that's just all a construction and they can just change the construction as you go. But mostly they just try to shed the construction as they go and realize that the self that they are is beyond that. And it doesn't need defense and it doesn't need protection. And it is divinely connected to source in, in whatever way you believe, right? So that's Pisces energy in the moon. And when it's distorted, Pisces really hold on to their identity, right? They, they feel they are their personality. They are their identity. And that gets Pisces into a lot of trouble sometimes. Um, so that can be a little bit of it. So let me just pause and bring this back to practicality now of what this all means. I think in relationships today, I think there's this mixture and this warning that says trying to get too deep into other people and yet at the same time, us trying to hold tight to our identity, our personality instead of going deeply within us. Um, and even if we are going deeply into us, almost kind of confirming that our personality is us. And so I accepted the part of my personality that's really intense and goes deep, but I was able to respect that person's boundaries more and more 
because I realized that I didn't need that part of my personality to be okay, that it was just part of an identity I had of myself. Um, that yes, it came naturally. It felt very natural to do that. But that ultimately, even that part of me is not the true me. The true me is beyond all of these qualities, you know, beyond all expression. And that's what Pisces in its health offers us is a way to both be our personality and act beyond our personality and our identity um, in order to maintain really good relationships um, without feeling like we're sacrificing ourselves. And, you know, that doesn't mean you're loving one. You know, that was just a friendship. I don't think I could be with someone who was like, you just can't be those things around me. Um, because that would be too much restriction on myself. Um, so, but if I was hurting this person and forcing them to trauma dig when they didn't want to, uh, then I would totally understand that even from a partner, um, that that's not okay to force on people. So watch for that tendency today, because I think we do this. You know, I think we, we want to sit down with our partner. We want to get to the bottom of all of our trauma and all of our past and all the reasons we are the way we are, um, both them and us. And forcing these conversations, you know, it's the force of these conversations, right? It's us trying to create these conversations or go there when just wasn't the time to like nothing else was pointing towards doing that. And that's what I mean by force is it didn't make any sense that we brought this up. Um, usually what I've found is I have brought it up in the past because in a moment I'm afraid and I think that's going to solve things, right? It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm afraid that my, friend is going to enter into a negative relationship. So I'm going to bring this, this, and this up with them, you know, all their shadows, um, so that they see that this is a pattern, you know, and it's, it's that codependency again, creeping in of, I can't possibly watch someone go through this. So I need to fix it before it happens. (laughs) You know, meanwhile, it's like they get to do whatever they want. And partners are the same, right? We can be sitting in the king of pentacles, which is so simple. It's just enjoying your everyday life, being abundant, being a protector of all the beautiful resources and the real life around you, especially the good parts of those real life. That's the king of pentacles. You know, you're just in your established life, enjoying it you know, enjoying your pet, enjoying food, um, enjoying your spending time around your partner, um, enjoying what you have, all of those things, enjoying the friends you have, just enjoying, right? Enjoyment is there with our King of Pentacles and that so much of, of what we need is already provided, you know? It's already provided. It's already there. The nourishment is there. All of these things. 
So it's really important today to watch where our fear that we have to figure things out for things to be good is getting the better of us. I'm going to have a sip of coffee here. Let's consider that. You know, I love this and I know a lot of people who probably listen love figuring things out and love figuring people out. Today we're not supposed to. (laughs) One of the things I've learned is that when someone finally sits next to you or you're just hanging out and the conversation just somehow moves towards what's really going on below the surface of them and what's really going on underneath the surface of me, that when that naturally comes about, it is so much more abundant and connecting than when my head said you should really bring this up right now and they should really look at this in themselves and I should really look at this in myself that the self-work and that sort of thing can be much more natural to trust that it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen and enjoy life in the meantime. We're, we don't want to miss out on the enjoyment of life because we're busy trauma digging and digging for people's motivations and shadows and our own as well. And it, it is really difficult for me to say all this. <laughs> it's so difficult for me to say. I love this stuff. I, sh- you know, I really think that I could maybe, maybe, maybe that's something for my 40s or 50s. Um, But I really think I could have been a psychoanalyst. I think I would have been really, really good at it. Um, And it's still something I do, but I just like to psychoanalyze codependence now um, instead of the people codependent state. (laughs) Right? Um, Sorry, that's just like a little joke with myself as I stopped analyzing all the people that um, codependents are dating like my partner. And now I analyze myself um, and people like me. And again, it starts with us. So just practicing that, um, that, that standard for myself and that belief now. But anyways, it's just my own little joke. But I do think today is just not the day to go there. But I do want to invite you to create an environment, you know, King of Pentacles is just like all of these beautiful resources. And it's a card of just being in your beautiful home, having this really like aesthetic and atmosphere around you that's really abundant and beautiful and luxurious and comforting. And so if I was going to say do anything today, it would be create an environment that's beautiful this luxurious, create a moment where you and that person, or just you, if it's just you and you're doing this, can ease into enjoying what's around you and 
like I said, in that experience with my body, to just accept reality as it is and let all of that protection and rigidness in your body just soften. You know, we're letting go of all those thoughts. I know for me, when I've been able to create a beautiful little environment for me and my partner, I think I'm going to do that tonight. Um, when he comes home, maybe I'll have some candles burning. Maybe I'll have some blankets washed and on the couch and maybe a little snack or something. Um, because it's those quiet moments when we're so at ease in our physical space and physical life that I have had the deepest conversations with people and not just my partner. But, you know, I have fond memories of lounging on couches with friends and having all this come up. And I really didn't try, you know, it just did. It just did. Or pulling tarot with a couple of friends and getting into deep conversations about, you know, um, wealth. I remember a conversation well that felt like we were just sharing of ourselves and nobody was judging the other or or trying to change anyone's opinion. We were just sharing of ourselves. And when we can just share of ourselves, knowing there's not going to be another opinion on the other end, and things feel really safe, and our bodies feel really nurtured, you know, in this comfortable space, I feel like people are just so much more willing to sit back and start sharing, you know, and What's even better is when we don't add on to that pile. We don't we don't go deep into their moon and add on to them. We we thank them for sharing and then we share our past experience, you know, or our thing. Um and they can thank us, right? And we're sharing of each other. That's, I think with the King of Pentacles here, you know, the Kings are always about themselves and we have to remember it starts with us and that these moments happen when we, when we can just listen, think, and then share ours, um, and really take ownership. Ownership is something big in the Kings that I relate to codependency because codependents don't often just verbally share about themselves without bringing the other person into it. Um, and one of the things I've learned is the more I take ownership and leave the other person out as a topic, um, when I'm sharing my deepness, the better that conversation goes, the better that conversation goes, because in essence, most of the time, it's not about them. It's about something in my past that they weren't even there for. Um, so that's what I have for us today. Um, so again, maybe just enjoy, enjoy what you have around you. Maybe create a really safe, comforting environment today. Um, especially when, if you have somebody coming to see you, um, but do it for yourself as well. I know light some candles bring out a journal, get some blankets, turn on some Hertz music on YouTube. I love that Hertz music for different things, maybe the heart chakra. Um, and just be with yourself, just enjoy, 
you know, enjoy being with yourself. Maybe just read a book. Okay, but keep your journal close, you know, because even when we're alone, these quiet times bring things up in us and it's so worth um, communicating them. And if you're trying to communicate them to yourself, we need to get them out of our head and out of our mouth or out of our our pen, okay? Um, But if you've got someone who's going to be over, even if it's a friend, do it with a friend too. You know, do it with a lover, do it with your romantic partner, just dim the lights, turn on the music, light the candles, you know, get some snacks out. Maybe you're going to read together. Maybe it's for no reason at all, but just to sit and enjoy or maybe get the cards out, you know, whether that's tarot or just a game. What I know is when we're enjoying real life and we feel really safe, that's when the deep conversations happen. So we try to usually lead with the deep conversations with the moon. And today we're not leading and trying to get right to the deep conversations. We're realizing that we get there slowly through enjoying life. Um, it's a whole new method of um, conversing and then accepting if you don't have a deep conversation during that time, Right? actually accepting, not forcing the deep conversation to happen. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, great. Then you have this beautiful memory that didn't have anything to do with trying to figure life out. You know, acceptance gives us so much calm and serenity and peace. Acceptance. That's what I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to go check out my upcoming seven month long, really intimate um, group coaching, group mentorship uh, space that I'm opening up called Commune. Um, It is for codependents who have been doing this work for a while and just want to hit a turning point. Um, And the pillars is connection, communication, and codependence. So we're going to work a lot on how to commune, how to not just be in relationship, but how to express ourselves, how to, you know, do the conversations, how to, um, you know, just really be close and draw close to the people in our lives in a new way. And um, we're going to be going over some seven really important um, experiences and um, emotions and um, uh, themes to cultivate in our life that are going to allow us to stay really stable and centered in ourselves and then also be really available and open and free with love. So um, I would love if you're interested to go check that out. It's jennadale.com backslash commune, C-O-M-M-U-N-E. And just go take a read. That sales page will be ever evolving. Uh, We start in January. Um, so the basics are there, um, but it's so hard for me to actually communicate what I want this to be. Um, but the biggest thing is 
if you've been learning, learning, learning about codependence, putting your way yourself in the way of all the education and all the ideas and all the opinions that people have around how to deal with codependence, but you still feel like it's kind of running your life or your, your head's knocking against the wall um, and you're ready to kind of make that turning point out of it. Uh, to accept that you have it and to really work through that um, in your real life, then this is for you, right? It's not a, it's not about more learning. It's going to be about actually living um, and living um, as a codependent really beautifully, really beautifully. So uh, go check that out. There's seven spots and there is a um, uh, a discount right now for people who are kind of first in the door. So go check that out, uh, fill out the application and uh, you will be hearing from me. All right. Thank you for as ever just listening and letting me offer that up to you. And I will see you again tomorrow. I care about you. Bye now. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to jennadale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me and be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. So you can join me again tomorrow. See you then. Thank you.